0: Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.
1: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. But there is no question that Trump has a big win. He's got a big win in Iowa. Are we going to pretend that it's not big? Are we going to pretend that somehow it isn't what it is? That'd be that'd be a crazy thing to do. 51% in Iowa. The problem is is that they called this thing what? 33 minutes? In into the caucuses they're, they're 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 calling it hey, Trump wins what do you mean Trump wins? These people haven't even sat down yet. They, they haven't had a chance to take off their coats get their first cup of cocoa. You're already calling a winner that is that is nutty stuff, but maybe not as nutty as the response from Nikki Haley. When you look at how we're doing in New
2: Hampshire in South Carolina and beyond, I can safely say, tonight, Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race.
1: She came in third, everybody. It's a... There's a lot to digest there. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Go be a supporter. Let's make sure we understand what it is that she's saying and and why it is that she says it's a two-person race, uh, Nikki Haley. It's because she's taking a look at New Hampshire and South Carolina and saying so you're telling me there's a chance now in in her defense she can actually say that she has polled within 7 points of trump in new hampshire which is the 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 smallest spread that anybody has seen in 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 this race and in south carolina she's the former governor She thinks that she's going to be able to have some pull there. South, I'm sorry, New Hampshire has Trump 43, Haley 29. Uh, They still have Christie at 11, DeSantis at six and a half. I mean, DeSantis is far behind, but his play was never New Hampshire. Do well in Iowa, get to South Carolina, force yourself some action on Super Tuesday. That's a really hard one for him to pull off at this stage of the game. Incredibly difficult for him to pull off at this stage of the game. But for Nikki Haley, it's not that nuts. It's not that nuts. No, 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 don't, don't confuse issues. I'm not saying she's going to be the nominee. Trump has got all this momentum. I mean, the polling had him, in real clear politics average, had him at 52.5%. He won by 51. The polls were dead on for him. So, so if, if it's dead on in Iowa, let's start making a conclusion that it's dead on everywhere. It's dead on in New Hampshire. It's dead on in South Carolina. For Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley underperformed in Iowa. It's Ron DeSantis who overperformed by about five and a half points, I think it was. But we'll, ha- we'll have to discuss DeSantis in a completely different methodology. What did Iowa tell us? What is it that we see from this that, that, it, that is important to understand? Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you a couple things, uh, if 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 you don't mind. Uh, the, the the first things first. It is obvious that Trump amongst the base is as popular as the base said he was. Now, if you say to me, Tony, fifty one percent went for Trump, but forty nine percent went a different direction. We now have to ask ourselves: Does that forty nine percent now coalesce around some? alternate candidate, some contrarian candidate, if you will. And is that person really Nikki Haley? Or does a, a group of that 49%, let's say half, say, all right, Trump's the guy. I wanted to get somebody else. I thought it'd be an easier lift for the general election. All right, Trump's the guy. We're done. Which one is more likely? I'm not saying the first scenario isn't possible. I'm saying the second scenario is clearly more probable. It's clearly more probable. And when something is clearly more probable, I think you got to start playing in that direction. And that direction says Trump is is the nominee. This is where I'll start. What's your plan? It's my question to every Trump supporter out there who was yelling and screaming that none of this matters and all these other candidates should get out, and DeSantis is, isn't even loyal. What do you mean loyal? What the? What the? What conversation is this regarding loyal? It's it's one of the silliest things that has ever come up. You want to run for president? You run for president. You don't owe anybody anything. Of course you can run for president. Nobody was more supportive. Of, of uh, Donald Trump, then Vivek Ramaswamy. And then you've got Leo Terrell, who you often see on Fox. If he, he, does he still spend time with Hannity? He's spent a lot of time uh, with, with, with Sean Hannity. And he makes this video as if uh, on command to say, hey, Trump supporters don't get sucked in by that Vivek Ramaswamy I'll tell you what you can't trust that guy at all or in any single way and he makes this this video and this video is not not necessarily nice (laughs) wasn't necessarily kind I've said it for the last three weeks you cannot trust Vivek He is not a Trump supporter. He's a Trump hater. This guy is in the race to hurt Donald Trump. Vivek is only interested in Vivek. (coughs) He uses Trump's slogans to trick you. I've been a lawyer for 30 years. I know the game. I've read this guy. This guy is a slick con man. Vivek is not in the race for Trump or for America. Vivek got out of the race and has endorsed Donald Trump and will be in New Hampshire to endorse him. So, the Trump supporter is certainly somebody who is uh, hardcore and hard-edged. And and we should be clear uh, where where I'm at, so so you know. I, I was a DeSantis cat. I thought DeSantis would make it easier to win the general election. I think a general election with Donald Trump is a heavy lift. I I never questioned whether or not Trump was popular. I'm discussing winning, because I don't know about you. I don't really give a damn about Donald Trump's personality, and I don't know why other people do. And I don't understand this conversation. God placed him here to be here at this moment. That's not the way it works. And as a matter of fact, that's super creepy. People used to say that about Ted Cruz. You know, Glenn Beck used to say that about Ted Cruz. I was I was always like, that's just that's just the weirdest thing in the world. That is, that is an, I think an ugly thing to say. You don't vote for this guy. You're going against God. That's an ugly, ugly thing to say. People in the party view Trump as a fighter. And certainly, whether you were a Trump guy or not, you understand that these indictments are all about political uh, interference and election interference. Every last bit of it is about election interference. And any other argument is laughable. It is provable on the Jack Smith side. It's certainly provable on the Fannie Willis in in Atlanta side in this Rico predicate where she's hiring her lover uh, to uh, to do the prosecution. Oh, you want to prosecute? Okay, I'll pay you $100 an hour less. But my lover, he's going to get the full freight because after all, my lover. I, I like using the term lover. It's a, it's a, I, think, I, I think it's underutilized. That's all I'm saying. This is all election interference. The reason the cases were brought now, complete and total election interference, and to say otherwise is laughable. Someone's hatred of Trump is not to uh, uh, a, a maneuver to remove reality. Bringing the cases now is about interfering with the election. These people should be damn well ashamed of themselves, starting with Joe Biden working with their way down. However, these people have no shame. Here we are right now. You think Trump's the guy with no shame? Stop. Stop. Sometimes you just sound silly. But the Trump supporter believes that because they support Trump, everybody does. Because they support Trump it's all going to be about Trump, but everyone's going to be behind Trump and the country's going to be behind Trump. I have not seen proof of that, but I don't think I have to be the guy to show you, you show me. Let's argue that my second theory is true, that the odds are that the 49% who voted against Trump, at least half of them will come over to Trump because they'll be like, okay, he's the nominee. It's done. Now, tell me about how you're going to win. Tell me about how you win a general. Tell me about how you win a general election. Because I want to win, I don't want to praise. Now I get that that amongst a a certain set, what I am discussing and how I go about it is just a downright heresy, right? I, I get that. Allow me to look you square in the eye and say, eh, I sleep fine. I'm asking the right question. I think everybody else has got their head so far up their own, or somebody else's, but they're not even thinking about the question. They don't even know how to look for the question. How do you win a general? What's the plan? I asked this about getting rid of Kevin McCarthy. For what bloody good reason do you get rid of Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House? You had no plan afterwards. You then find Mike Johnson because he's the only guy who didn't have a freaking enemy in the House, and then he's putting together the same policy prescriptions regarding spending bills that McCarthy would have. I'll ask again, what's the plan for getting Donald Trump over the finish line? I am mortified By the idea that, well, he's just great. Well, Biden's just old. Now, Biden is old and that is part of a strategy, but it's only part of a strategy, especially when you consider that the Democratic Party will replace him. Are we are we taking bets? Do I where I got I got some cash. Am I the only guy who still carries cash? Am I the only guy? I mean, I just dropped it. I'm the only guy who kills still carries cash in this country. What are we betting on that Biden's going to be the nominee? Uh, tell me how you visualize that. Tell me how a guy who goes to a coffee shop in Pennsylvania and absolutely did not know how to walk up to the counter and place an order is talking to young girls and as creepy as can be. Tell me how this guy is going to get through the convention and be the nominee. The Democratic Party is, is crazy. They're not deranged, right? They're deranged. They're not crazy. Got it. Thank you. Of course they're going to replace them. So that conversation is going to be a lot harder to deal with. Now, I, I, I would say to you that my advice starts with what is ahead, and not what is behind. Trump may want to relitigate 2020 all he wants. And there are conversations regarding the election of 2020 where I do not believe he is wrong at all. But to win, one has to look forward. There are subjects with which Joe Biden and Democrats should be tasked with, look at what they have done. When you take a look at entrance polls for the Iowa caucuses, one of the things that you see that before the economy, topping the economy on things people are thinking about, immigration. The border is a violent hellscape, lawless, and this administration not only does nothing, they get angry when you think of something. When you notice, they get angry. When you want to make a move, they get angry. When you've got a policy prescription, they get angry. Then you have Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, complaining about the broken immigration system. And nothing moved to fix it. And no screaming and yelling at Congress to get something done. So the discussion of illegal immigration, the violence, and Trump knows how to do this. He did this in his acceptance yesterday. That is an absolutely key piece to the puzzle of how you connect with uh, those blue dog Democrats, with independents, etc. That's one. Uh, Number two is the economy, of course. We have seen with the Consumer Price Index at 3.9%, inflation is not out of the way. Inflation is right here at 3.9%, double the Fed target of 2%. That is a subject of Biden policy, Democrat policies, and Democrat failures. They are overspenders, and they think that their money is your money, and your their money is your money, and your money is their money? No, 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 their money is their money, and your money is their money. There we go. And you are entitled to keep your money. Now, this actually connects to a really interesting story in the Wall Street Journal about black people who are investing more in Wall Street. Remind me to get to that, because it's, it's, it's fascinating, and Republicans don't talk about these things because Republicans don't know how to talk at all. And the third one is war. We are at war with Iran because Iran is at war with us. We see this from the Houthi rebels. We see this from the Iranian uh, Revolutionary Guard Corps engaging in attack near a U.S. consulate in Iraq. We're at war with Iran, and Joe Biden did this because Joe Biden doesn't deter anything. It isn't that the United States military is not a deterrent. It is that Joe Biden is weak. There are three ways... Three uh things that Trump can do to talk about going forward to win twenty twenty four and he can avoid conversations of relitigation because relitigation is going to hurt him, and everybody needs to get their head straight. Trump is popular with half the base. he is not popular with half the country. he's gonna have to go earn it. so for all those Trump supporters. What's your plan? How do you plan on winning? How do you get them over the finish line? If you haven't started thinking about that, honestly, what good is the fandom? I'm Tony Katz. So we are at war with Iran. Iran. We're at war with Iran because Iran is at war with us. And there are far too many people who are somehow of the opinion that uh, magically, magically, uh, that's that's not the case. There are far too many people who are of the belief that um, Iran is, is somehow contained. No, they're not. Iran is the supporter of the Houthi rebels. Iran is the supporter of Hamas. They are the sponsors of terrorism. They are the 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 lead murderers and the lead cheerleaders of of, of uh, murderers. So, what what else is there except recognizing that Tony Katz? Tony Katz today, good to be with you. Iran bombs U.S. consulate in Iraq, takes credit in massive escalation. That is uh, their, their, their basics. This attack that took place goes along with the attacks that the, the, the Houthis have been engaged in on ships, uh, on, on, on others. They've been sending missiles into Israel, being shot down by Iron Dome or, or, or U.S. warships. Several civilians, as reported by, reported by the Jerusalem Post, believed to have died in the attack. And this coming from the IRGC, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, who took credit for this. It's imperative to know that going into a presidential election, that we are a nation at war. And it's imperative to know that so much of this was wholly avoidable through strength, but it is Joe Biden who has absolutely none. Biden offers no strength. Biden offers no ability to counteract because he believes that somehow, some way, some magical, mystical way that a negotiation can take place. It is part of the sickness that came from Barack Obama in wanting to have an Iran nuclear deal, and an Iran deal for this, and an Iran deal for that, and we can find a way, and we can do this. Such love for Iran, and he put Ben Rhodes out there and everybody else with such insane love for Iran. For what purpose? For what value we got nothing out of it Iran nuclear deal you didn't know they were gonna get a nuclear weapon it never ever was going to stop them we get out of it under Trump and Biden immediately wants back in then Biden says things like we've spoken to Iran they know not to do anything and now they're bombing uh, American consulates or near American consulates which means they don't even know how to aim this is on Biden we are at war and we should know it I'm Tony Katz Let us now discuss how it is that the Biden administration has failed so epically on a conversation about humanity. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, eight three three four six eight. 468. 8669, uh, of course, if you're checking out the live stream, you can leave a comment uh, there on any of the platforms or rumble.com slash Tony Katz. You have, of course, a progressive thought process that states that Israel is the problem, not Hamas. And, and you know that this is true because none of these Jew-hating bigots... None of them uh, say that Hamas should stop. None of them say that Hamas is guilty. And when they do say it, it is couched in between a, a uh, condemnation of Israel and then a irrational idea of what Israel must do. Israel must immediately engage in a ceasefire. How does that work? They're still being attacked by Hamas, a terrorist organization that murdered 1,200 of their people, raped others, burned people alive, and now you want them to have it happen again. What else could a ceasefire possibly do? Well, what's happening is, is that the people of Gaza are starving and they don't have access to food or water. Or When did it become Israel's responsibility to provide them food or water? When did that become Israel's responsibility? There is no responsibility under any Geneva Convention or anything else for a nation to provide aid and comfort to their enemy doesn't exist. And Hamas, a terrorist organization, certainly doesn't care if the people of Gaza die or starve. Bernie Sanders screaming and yelling and carrying on about how uh, uh, the the, the people of Gaza are are starving. It's awful. Don't think that I've lost somehow my soul here. I seem to be amongst these progressives the only person who has a soul at all uh, because I'm not a progressive. I get that it's a horror show and it would end if hamas was done it would end if hamas was finished it would end if hamas was destroyed it would end so let's talk about ending hamas but they never ever do that they don't talk about ending hamas they don't talk about hamas surrendering they talk about only Israel doing this, Israel doing that, and Israel doing the other. This is their bigotry at play. This is who they are. Today, there is a plan. The plan is to have this massive walkout. I don't know, uh, Check producer, Jason, has it happened yet? A walkout of Biden's staff members because they don't like how it is this administration is dealing with Israel. They're not being, they're, has it happened, Jason? Okay, not yet, not yet. It, the, how, how dare uh, this administration be in any way supportive of Israel? They're not really. How dare uh, they, they, they not demand a, a ceasefire? So staffer, staffers are, are like children. They should be seen and not heard, except the difference between a staffer and a child is that a child is at least cute. Staffers should barely be seen and never be heard. Your job is not to embarrass your boss. And all of a sudden, these staffers, in today's world, these staffers believe that they have got opinions and their, their, their opinions matter. No one, no one gives a damn about a staffer's opinion. Dear staffer, no one cares about you at all. Get your boss's coffee. Understand the policy so you can explain it to them. Then shut it. That's how completely unimportant you are to us. You might be very important to your boss. I don't say no to that. But not to me. And I don't want to hear your opinion. I didn't ask for your opinion. I didn't vote for your opinion. I don't give a damn about your opinion. I didn't say you weren't entitled to an opinion. But your opinion happens over there, away from the workplace. In the workplace, don't embarrass your boss. Don't have an opinion. And don't think you're allowed to have a walkout so you can speak out against the president. Quit, join the private sector like a grown-up, and then talk all you want. Then go back to mom's basement or wherever it is you live. That's right, a mom's basement joke. You don't deserve any better. They're going to do a walkout. Speaker Mike Johnson has stated, if they walk out, fire them. Fire the people who walk out, any federal workers who take part in this. I could not agree more with that. But I think we need to take a second look at this, and 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 my. My look, my, my my view, doesn't somehow, uh, uh, magically come. Um, because I I'm I'm Jewish, it's not you know. I was at a uh, conference, and so this this was over a year ago. I was at a conference, I won't say where, I won't say with who. I'm sitting at a table of five. It's dinner. It's outdoors. It's beautiful out. Uh, and, and and I'm listening to two people talk. It was a white man, it was a black woman, and the black woman is explaining to the white man who's listening earnestly, respectfully, but I don't think was buying into everything that this woman said. This was two years ago, so George Floyd is well underway and, and everything else, and uh, what's happened across the country and the destruction of cities where no one seemed to mind those riots. Those riots were okay uh and and but you know i'll i was gonna make a comment but i'll save it uh and she's saying that you know these the these, these, these there's a lot of white people who don't really understand i'm trying to teach them you know i i could really uh help them understand this bigotry and the, and the race issues if they would just let me i am not a silent guy kids I do six hours of radio a day. I do a morning show in Indianapolis. We have the syndicated midday show across Indiana we're trying to build. I have Eat, Drink, Smoke, My Cigar and Bourbon Show, which is heard uh, in, in, on stations all across uh, the country on, on weekends. You know I do TV work and other things, and I have uh, more coming in 2024. I'm not a silent guy, but I'm sitting there at this, at this dinner, and I am, I am quiet. And I'm aware that I'm quiet. There's a moment where I'm kind of outside my own body, watching the conversation, watching me watch the conversation, like, what? Because I realize there's something happening in the conversation that's wrong, but I don't know what it is. <clears throat> Not the ridiculousness of a bigotry, bigotry everywhere. No, no, no. Something was wrong with what was being said, and I couldn't I couldn't put my finger on it. I couldn't touch what it was and it was driving me it was driving me nuts. What was it? What was the thing that was that was happening? Months later, I realized that the problem was this woman believed that she could teach others about race. Because she believed that the only characteristic one needed was a specific skin color. I now take that story and relate it to my conversation regarding Israel. I do not believe that because I am Jewish, I somehow have more of an understanding of what's going on in Israel and what's going on with these Jew-hating bigots called the Squad and in the Biden administration than you if you're not Jewish. It would be insane to think that because of the blood that runs through my veins, therefore I have, for example, a better understanding of the Holocaust than somebody who has spent their life studying the Holocaust. That would be a ridiculous concept. My existence does not provide within me an expertise. And it didn't for this woman. It doesn't. That's not real. So the idea that I look at something and I'm disgusted by it is not somehow different than you looking at that and being equally, if not actually more, disgusted. Of course you can be. This walkout idea is of course rooted in Jew hatred and it is rooted in wanting destruction. I think the 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 the, the biggest mis- it's not misconception, that's not the right word, Tony. How about just miss? The biggest miss in the conversation regarding uh, Hamas, regarding these terrorists, and these terrorist supporters. And they are terrorist supporters, by the way. They are what they are. These pro-Hamas folk who gathered, they gathered, uh, this is uh, 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 Sloan Kettering, a cancer hospital in New York, pediatric cancer center the Jew-hating mob started marching in front because shame on Sloan Kettering for supporting Israel. Listen to me, Hamas lovers. It's not my fault that Jews create medical equipment that keep people alive, and the only thing you Hamas-loving freaks have ever created is another bomb that doesn't work and hits the only hospital you have in your city. It's not my fault. It's your fault. Maybe demand the creation of hospitals. You drive through a city, and you will often see on one of the buildings the Jewish hospital. It happens in Louisville. You go into Louisville. You, get, you go over from Indiana, my beloved Indiana, in, in, into Louisville. You cross the Ohio River. You're like, that's a river. And then, boom, Jewish hospital. You know what you never see? Hamas Hospital. You never, you never see that, do you? Stunning how that, how that works. Shocking, uh, as a matter of fact. This isn't just about hating Jews. And this isn't just about hating Israel. This is 1000% about hating you. And for those who, who listen uh, on, on the regular to my radio show, you've heard me say this before. It almost sounds like a repetition. This is different. Allow me. The people who want to burn it all down, never mind burn Israel all, all down burn Western civilization, burn America down to the ground. They are the staffers engaged in the walkout. The call is coming from inside the house. They're letting you know who they are and what they are about, what it is they believe and how it is they believe it. They're telling you, they're showing you, they're sharing it with you. Now, what's your plan when we talk about draining the swamp, which, which I have uh, zero issue with, uh, I only have an issue with not getting it done. I will not accept not getting it done. There is a really important thing within institutions about the idea of institutional knowledge. And, and this is true, for example, in, in, in nursing in, in a very, very dangerous way. When you see nurses leave, when you see nurses head out, you're losing an unbelievable amount of uh, skill, not skill, including skill, but this knowledge of how things work and operate that shaves seconds off of saving lives, which means more lives saved how certain doctors like certain things, how things actually operate within the hospital, where things are and why they are, and why if you can't find it in place A, why you should actually talk to person B and look in place C, and how you can pre-think these things and actually have things flowing and moving so you can save eight seconds here and two seconds here and five seconds there so you don't have to wait for the consult this, you've already called in for that, and lives get saved and efficiencies increase. That's what institutional knowledge does. And institutional knowledge, when it, when it is uh, kicked around and, and, and knocked out, man, it takes a while to build that back. So when we take a look at the institutions, it's, 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 it's very clear that institutional knowledge matters in how these things are run. But the institutional knowledge, let's say at the State Department, isn't about how the State Department is run. It's about how the State Department is, feel the air quotes, run. Same thing with the FBI. Same thing with a host of organizations. And if you're going to drain the swamp, you have to accept the fact that you're going to lose that institutional knowledge. But in this case, that's a plus because you have to get rid of the ridiculousness and the sickness. And if you have two or 200 or 2,000 staffers walk out because they support Hamas, they don't just want to burn Israel down, they want to burn America down, you fire them on the spot. As a lesson To everybody else. Now you'll notice. I didn't say hang them. This isn't some Mel Gibson Braveheart movie. You fire them. These are not people worthy of representing America. They're not decent enough to know their role. As a staffer. You want to be the guy. Go be the guy. Go be the guy. Go get elected. Then you can be the guy. You say anything you want. People might even give you money for it. Who knows? When you're a staffer, no. But this is what they think. And these are the people who behind the scenes run the institutions. Have you ever been uh, to Capitol Hill? If you've ever been uh, to D.C. and been in a, a House office building, you will note that Congress is run by children. Children run Congress. It is surreal it's crazy town you won't believe your eyes how is this possible that children run this place well they do they 100 percent do and and if you don't understand this you're, you're well you're out of your mind Biden should be disgusted and Biden should look to removing these people. But Biden's a guy who doesn't get told by his uh, Secretary of Defense that he's going to be having a surgery. Biden doesn't fire that guy either. The election in November matters more than we all are willing to let on. And that's why winning is the only thing that matters. I want to win. Because these people want all of us to lose i'm tony katz we will have that coming up and most importantly why was the media calling the caucuses for trump 33 minutes into the caucuses that's insane we'll get into that as well this is tony katz today live from the heartland and the crossroads of america it's Tony Katz today.
0: Raise a spoon to grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. And participating in McDonald's for a limited time.
2: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
1: How MSNBC keeps Joy Reid on the air. It's, it's stunning. It is, it is remarkable. I'd be fired for saying these things. I'd be fired. I wouldn't be able to, to syndicate. I, w- I wouldn't be able to have anybody watching videos. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't. Be, nothing. Joy Reid engages in such bigotry on the air. And she does it with a smile. And she did it last night as she was talking about the caucus results. Those results showing big, big night for Donald Trump. 51% DeSantis, 21.2%. Nikki Haley, 19.1%. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. That is the name of the radio program. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Uh, Become a, a part of what we do over there. Subscribe or not. It, it's totally your choice. Um, It's, it is an obscenity. Now, I, 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 I didn't plan on, on starting with it, but I, I, I will. I want you to hear it. It's, it's, it is gross how she thinks she can speak about other people. And, and while we go through this, she's talking about Iowa. I want you to keep in your head, keep in your head how often she says the word white. White.
0: I'm right. And the thing is we were talking about we were sort of laughing about the fact that they're talking about electability when he's literally lost everything he's touched for the last four years. But you know, I feel like the the important sort of data point, and, and you know Steve talks about it a lot. he's he's going to probably talk about it a little more tonight, is that these these are white Christians. That this is a state that is overrepresented by white Christians that are going to participate in these caucuses, especially tonight. Um, I, today earlier today, reached out to Robert Jones, Robbie Jones, um, from the Public Religion Research Institute, knowing that we were going to talk about Iowa. And this is a hyper-evangelical white state. And he said the following to me. Iowa is about 61% white Christian. The country as a whole is approximately 41% white Christian. And in Iowa, we're talking about evangelical white Christians. And he said the following because I asked him what do they get out of supporting Donald Trump because he keeps losing he keeps delivering losses and losses and losses and he said the following they see themselves as the rightful inheritors of this country and Trump has promised to give it back to them all the things that we think about, about electability, about, you know, what are people gaming out? or mm-hmm. None of that matters when you believe that God has given you this country, that it is yours, and that everyone who is not a white conservative Christian is a, is a fraudulent American.
1: Joy reads bigotry, knows no bounds. But let us address, in, a most, in the most honest way possible, why it is the people are attracted to Donald Trump? You, Joy Reid, your party, your 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 uh, fellow travelers in progressivism, have been calling everybody in America a racist and a bigot for decades. You have engaged in a campaign of absolute hate for decades. You have told people how horrible they are. They're not accepting enough. They're not caring enough. And you have put upon them every regulation under the sun. Let us talk most recently. Not only did you say to people, you don't get to have a gas stove anymore. And people said, what are you talking about? I love my gas stove. And then you said, why are you bringing up gas stoves? Oh, you people in your culture wars. And then you went after gas stoves and gas heaters and and gas furnaces. Every day is about another prevention of what it is that people can do. And what they do, you decide is somehow bigoted. You have launched, in the most authoritarian way, attack after attack on people who just want to go to work, pay their taxes, and raise their families. So much so, you've told them that they might not be entitled to their own family if they don't go along with their child claiming, I'm this gender or that, and i got to have a surgery for this. You did it in California, and you did it in Washington State, I think they're doing it in Minnesota. Go along with what a child wants. Or lose your child. They are not aligned with Trump. Because they want to see the greatness of Christianity take over the land. I would guess some are. There's two sides to the bell curves. Right? Because if you're going to tell me now that Trump is the great Christian, we're going to have ourselves a heck of a conversation here. That he's supported by evangelicals, that is always a unique position. What Trump, in terms of giving back, how about a country that actually works? This has been his argument. The whole concept of make America great again, which is as perfect of a slogan as hope and change. Remember, that was Barack Obama, hope and, and, and change. And you're like, what the hell does that mean? I don't know what that means. It'd mean anything you want it to be. Well, I hope it means this, but I would change it to that. See how that works? And that's what was so great about hope and change. You could apply to it anything you wanted to as an individual. Make America Great Again could also do that exact thing. It does that exact thing. For, for many people, it's how about a country that doesn't hate them? that doesn't hate itself, that isn't working aggressively towards its total lack of existence through a pseudo-intellectualism proffered by a Joy Reid. And certainly doesn't say, oh, you Christians are the problem. Christians are the problem? No, no, sorry. White Christians are the problem, right? Because all of those black Christians in South Carolina, they're fine, so much so that the Democrats moved the first primary there. In everything and in every way, Joy Reid must find a way to connect racism and bigotry to it. That is the only way she can engage a conversation at all. And this is considered intellectual thought By the political left. Hmm, yes, that's very interesting. No, it should have been counter-argument, Joy Reid. You're a racist. Holy crap is that gross. And shame on you. Can we go to commercial break now? How often does Mehdi Hassan look at his TV and be like, she has a job and I don't? And Mehdi Hassan is a Jew hater and a half in my view. Joy Reid is out there saying, you see, the reason they vote for, for, for Trump is that they're going to bring uh, Christianity uh, across the land and they're going to persecute everybody else. Uh, I guarantee you I've gotten more per- persecution from progressives than from Christians in my life. I, I just just, ju- if we were to really take a poll, who has engaged in more persecution of Jews in the United States? Progressives? Or Christians. Uh, the the most persecution I get from Christians is, hey, Jesus, thanks for that. And I'm like, you're welcome. Happy to give you that guy. Oh, he's such a great carpenter. Oh, please. Couldn't even build a manger. Screw you. That's a good joke. I'm taking that with me. I wonder if I, oh, uh, if, if you want to send me emails, Tony at TonyCats.com, you go right ahead. I'm <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not, oh, he might've been a baby producer, Jason, but still very skilled, very, very skilled, very proficient. Um, this is the standard talking point. And when I discuss, cause, cause I, I've, I, I'm hitting this a couple times today. I usually don't do, do that. I don't, I don't theme out uh, a program. I don't theme out shows. But it it is so important that that you hear this from 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 uh, Joy Reid, because when you when you recognize that Trump has this massive lift ahead of him, you see you're like, oh, Trump's gonna win it all. I don't think you're paying attention to the rest of the country, and there's a lot of Trump supporters who aren't. Uh, they're 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 in the the um, idol worship category, and I've got no time for that. I only have time for reality. This is what you're up against, the people who actually listen to Joy Reid. Yes, there is an audience there, and yes, it is flat-out dangerous. How do you now beat them at the polls? Which is why I go back to where I started. I was a DeSantis guy. Wait, nope, I am a DeSantis guy. Give me success and make it an easier lift to November. That's all I'm looking for. It's all I want. Joy Reid is just a sample of what you are up against. Rachel Maddow gives you another sample.
3: Let me just interject. I'm sorry, I just have to do a little bit of business just for a second. Um, At this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, We will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, We will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, The reason I'm saying this is... Of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It is not out of spite. It is not a decision that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly revisit. Um, And honestly, earnestly, it is not an easy decision. But... There is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. That is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. And so his remarks tonight will not air here live. We will monitor them um, and let you know about any news that he makes.
1: If if MSNBC really had a rule about not airing untrue things, you would never air a Biden speech again. I mean, that's just. That's just the easiest thing to say in the world. Trump did say that he's won this for the third time. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. This is the first time he's won the Iowa caucus. To say that he won it in 2020, he was unopposed. That's not right. We didn't win in 2016. Ted Cruz won in 2016. So I don't know what he's talking about here. But the very idea, well, he says a lot of things that may not be true, so we can't bring ourselves because we have integrity. Integrity, I say. Now, Joy Reed, tell me about those despicable white Christians, won't you? Integrity. Come on. Rachel, we see you. We're right here. <laughs> oh, good Lord integrity we can't air these things it'll give us legal troubles my gosh that's how many of you told me that jussie smollett was really attacked now you want to tell me about integrity (laughs) this is what you're up against kitten and, of course, that's sending the message, Trump can't be trusted, Trump this, Trump that, uh, as, as opposed to a, a more honest conversation. Okay, here's what he said, here's what we think it means. Here's where he made a mistake. Uh, pointing it out would be one thing. Saying, it's too dangerous to err. The too dangerous conversation is the one that's actually most dangerous. Oh, he's too dangerous. Oh, it's too dangerous. Oh, it's a threat to humanity. Oh, it's this. What happens when people start taking that to heart and saying, well, if he's too close to the White House, it's just too much of a threat, we have to stop the threat. You you think I'm the first person to note that what they're saying leads itself down a primrose path to a place that is horrifying and wholly not what we want in America? What they're saying leads people down a primrose path. And I believe, and I don't have a signal conspiratorial bone in my body I believe that's the whole damn point what happens next with the rest of the contenders how Ramaswamy got out of the race and 68% of Americans said hey uh, we believe this and yet media is shocked I don't quite get it keep it here I'm Tony Katz and this is Tony Katz today The Dow is down 268. Might have something to do with the ten-year Treasury being above four percent. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, eight three three. Got Tony eight three three four six eight eight six six nine. So the Dow's down 268. You've got the Nasdaq down 61. The ten-year Treasury. So the the ten-year Treasury is what you're building the 30-year fixed mortgage rate on, right? The spread is between the 10-year treasury note, the 30-year fixed, those are basis points. BP, sometimes you'll see it as basis points. And it has been like 300 basis points. So we were for a while with a 10-year treasury uh, over five. Now, historically, that's not the highest it's been. It's that when we have seen mortgage rates so incredibly low, Massively, massively low uh, that you realize that if you have a, a, f- a 5% 10-year treasury and you have a 300 basis point spread, you've got mortgage rates at 8%. And 8% mortgage rates in today's America will make people stop. Historically, it's a very average number. It's actually a little bit better than that. Or historically, if we look over the past 40 years or so. So now you have the national average on a 30-year fixed is 7%. All right. So pretty darn close to the same 300 basis point spread. Right? Uh, the people at bank rate will tell you that they can find a you know, 30-year fixed at 612 Well, in November, it was 7.34, and then things went down to 5.99 as now back up a a little. It's going to have an effect on the market. Uh, You have the JetBlue Spirit merger that has now been blocked because the Department of Justice is saying, hey, there's an antitrust issue. They argue anti-competitiveness and would hurt uh, consumers. As a guy who flies Spirit a- Airlines, uh, let me tell you that uh, Spirit needs no help in hurting their consumers. None. And you ask me, Tony, oh, Tony, why do you fly Spirit? Um, I find that for where I need to go, uh, they have the most non-stops. And if I can get the big seat, the You know what I'm talking about? They, they don't have a first class, but they have they have two sets of, of, of seats that are like the size of first class seats. And as long as I can sit in there, I'm like, all right, I'm comfortable, I'm good. Because I, 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 I am 100% a first class traveler. I, it's, it's, it's what I do. I, 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 don't, I don't care. I don't need the nicest hotel. I don't need the nicest rental car. Don't need any of that stuff. Need the first class seat. But what I really need... Is 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 the private travel? Um, I have only flown private once in in my life. Um, I uh, shame on me. It's the only it's the only way to fly. There was a story in the Wall Street Journal: the sixty five million dollar perk for CEOs' personal use of the corporate jet has soared. There, there is no Rolex on planet Earth, and, I, and I'm wearing a uh, Bulova uh, Accutron Space View. Uh, 1963, I think that one is right there. Um, I think the time, I got I, I, it's running a little fast. It is running a little fast. Um, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, there, is, there is no Rolex on planet Earth that is more wow factor than a private jet. Zero. There's nothing greater than the private jet. That is a, you have a boat? Well, congratulations, private jet. That's when I will know, kitten. That's when I'll know I've made it. When I can say, gas up the jet. Because the most amazing, the the most amazing part of, of private travel is that you don't even realize that it's happening. Not the flight. You recognize the flight time. The flight was actually, the first hour was a little disconcerting. It's you, you, you feel like you're too uh, you're too close to the side. You're, you're too close to the air, and then gravity bringing you to the ground. Uh, no, it's it's that you get to like one of these smaller airports, regional airport, or private airfield, something like that, and then someone takes your luggage, and like the plane's right here, and then you're all right. You're like get on the plane, and hey, it's this person and that person, and the next thing you know, it's like okay, let's take off. No security. No one's checking whether you got a firearm. You just go. You just go. It's the greatest feeling in the world. In the world. So, I, I, if I can't have a private jet, I need more friends with private jets. So, if you've got one, hey, friend, I'm Tony Katz. Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America. It's Tony Katz today. It's bad enough you're pro Hamas. Do you need to go after kids with cancer? Is is this is this the, 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 the way to get it done? No one ever told you maybe, just maybe. What you should be doing is avoiding the kids who have cancer. That's not a way to get your message across. Well, when you are rabid, what does any of it matter? You'll do anything, anywhere. I mean, after all, you're people desirous of destroying a nation, killing Jews, and then destroying America. What do a couple of punks with cancer mean to you? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. That's how you get to be a part of the show. Feel free. Call in. Happy to discuss this with you, and certainly happy to discuss it with those twisted, twisted freaks who defend this kind of nonsense. Sloan Kettering, Memorial Sloan Kettering Hospital in New York, you go back over 100 years. And this was the New York Cancer Hospital. It was the first cancer hospital in the U.S., as has been reported. It is continually one of the top pediatric hospitals for cancer care. They get this crowd of Jew-hating bigots to walk by. With their Palestinian flags. Which might as well be a kill the Jews flag at this stage of the game. Based on how they talk, don't get angry with me for noticing. How dare anybody get angry with me for noticing what it is they're saying. How it is they're acting. How it is they engage. They are calling for people's deaths calling for the destruction of nations and a people let's let's not get it twisted here they've got their end genocide spanners even though they believe in genocide uh, and 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 they're they're walking past Sloan Kettering So first, this woman who's leading the charge, another complicit institution, Memorial Sloan Kettering, they help kids get past cancer. Complicit. And then if you didn't hear that part there, there make sure they hear you there in the windows. So you have children and others looking out the windows and you have hundreds of people Screaming death to the Jews. This is what we're up against. This is what's supported when you send your kids to Columbia or Harvard or, I guess, Stanford at this stage of the game. Check your Indiana institution. For sure, check your Indiana institution. This is what we're dealing with this is who they are uh, and i and i bring it up just as a uh, just as a note just almost a a reminder that uh, if if you think that you're dealing with people who are decent if you think that you're dealing with people who who are are, are rational you are not dealing with people who are decent decent nor rational they are neither they are the enemy. You have to start understanding it and treating it like that. But I, I want to dig into um, a little bit more about what we saw in, in the election. Because there's now more and more news coming out, right? You, you, you've um, got uh, the, the, the Iowa caucuses. Trump wins 51%. DeSantis in second. Um, Nikki Haley in third. And I shared with you some joy read uh, the problem with those white Christians. Those white Christians want their country back. Well, understand this is this, again. This is who she is. This is what MSNBC is.
0: New Hampshire, and I think New to the, the point are... that you made Steph. I mean, it, it's the elephant in the room. She's still a brown lady. That's got to try to win in a party that is deeply anti-immigrant and which accepts the notion that you can say immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country.
1: The idea that somehow she thinks that she is decent and everybody else is indecent. Nikki Haley is not having an issue and, and, and she will continue to have issues, by the way, because... She's a brown lady. Holy crap! Nikki Haley has issues because she can't come out and say that men are not women and women are not men. She can't come out and say it. And when she was, this is this is from Megyn Kelly's show where, uh, um. She, uh, she. Megan Kelly was sharing this thing from Nikki Haley uh, about uh, men and and women. Here, let me see if this is it. Listen. And with that, let's go to our last question, uh, John. John, you're live from Dubuque. Hi, Ambassador. Um, Hi, John. A lot of the stuff that Trump does, you know, and says really bothers me, and I'm concerned about it. You know, one thing I saw him do was. He said that, uh, you know, he had trouble answering the question, could a man become a woman? And I'm just wondering what, what your response to that question is.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, first of all, let's look at the fact. First, I'm, again, I'm sorry that we didn't make it to Dubuque, and, um, and I hate that we're not there, but I'm, I appreciate you coming on here. Look, I mean, I have said um, I want to start with Trump and then get to the, the question. You know, this is a hard truth on my part. I believe Trump was the right president at the right time. I agree with a lot of his policies. But rightly or wrongly, chaos follows him. And everybody on this call knows that. And we can't be a country in disarray and a world on fire and go through four more years of chaos. We won't survive it. And I think a lot of that is how he communicates and what happens. It just sets us all in disarray. And we can't afford a President Kamala Harris.
1: Before we get into part two of her answer, that is not answering the question, a question that is very simply answered, no, men cannot be women. Next question. As simple of a question as what is your name? My name is Tony. Can a man become a woman? No. It may be easier than answering somebody's own name. But first, She's going with, look at the facts. I'm sorry I'm not in Dubuque. Let's talk about Trump. Then, after nearly a minute of filibustering.
2: Now, can a man become a woman? There's been a lot that's been talked about when it comes to um, all of these roles and all of these issues.
1: The answer is no. And that, Joy Reid, that right there is why Nikki Haley has issues with the Republican Party, not because she's a brown lady or has poisoned blood or whatever freak show thing you're talking about. You take a ridiculous commentary from Trump, you apply it to anything you can, it has nothing to do with whether or not people will vote for Nikki Haley. She can't answer this basic question. There's been a lot that's been talked about when it comes to all these roles and all these issues. The answer is no. She can't do it. She can't do it. She's too busy being cute. I strongly believe that we should not allow
2: any gender change surgeries to anyone before the age of 18, period. We, kids now can't get a tattoo until they're 18. We shouldn't have them permanently change their body until they're 18. And that includes puberty blockers. That includes any sort of hormones that would do that. After the age of 18, we wanna make sure people can live any way they wanna live. I don't think government needs to be in control of anybody's life. You go live the way you wanna live. You should be free to live the way you wanna live. And, every, and government and everybody else should stay out of your way
1: all fine but not perfect as an answer after you say no men cannot become women and you move on could a man become a woman no now people who are over the age of 18 can live the way they see fit i'm not about to tell them and i'm not, i don't want government getting in in their way but men are never women and women are never men And without question, we don't allow children to be engaged in these kinds of surgeries. We don't allow for the mutilation of children. We protect children, most often uh, from themselves. And we're not going to allow this anywhere. And these states that want to pressure parents into allowing this by threatening to take the kid away, I want to work on a federal level to supersede that because parents' rights are paramount, not the state. That's the answer. Now, maybe you want to say it with a little bit more of a smile, a little more panache. That's the answer. Nikki Haley can't answer the question. She didn't answer the question. She moved it to a topic to which I agree with her, but it still has to be stated that even if a 22-year-old man lives their life, quote-unquote, as a woman, to which they can, I cannot stop them, nor do I have an interest in stopping them. They will never actually be a woman. You understand that, correct? They can live their lives any way they want, but they will never be a woman. Now, Nikki Haley has an opportunity as a woman to go a step further. It is disgusting that there are people out there who want to erase women and womanhood. And want to erase girls from not only sports, but from, in many ways, existence. I won't have it, not on my watch. How, how difficult is this? How difficult is this? The answer is, it's not difficult at all. There is no difficulty. You just have to be willing to say the words. She won't. She can't. It is insane. It is surreal, but of course, when you uh, take a look at people like Joy Reid, the bigotry is everything. The bigotry is the totality. Now, Nikki Haley did do something else. She's on CNN. She's in New Hampshire, of course, because New Hampshire is where she thinks she has the chance to actually beat Donald Trump. She was within seven in one poll. She's down, was it? Is it 14? Oh, New Hampshire. New Hampshire, New Hampshire, New Hampshire. Uh, 14. Trump's at 43.5 in the average, and um, and Haley's at 29.3, so it's 14.2. So... I mean, she underperformed in 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 Iowa, so i don't I don't know if that same's going to hold true here. But she got asked by Dana Bash a question about debate.
3: You said this morning there have been five debates in the Republican primary so far. And the next one you do will either be against Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Just to put a finer point on it, you're not going to do a debate here in
2: New Hampshire unless Donald Trump is on the stage. I mean, that's who I'm running against. That's who I want. That's At the end of the day, he's the front runner. He's the one that I'm seven points away from. He's the one that we're fighting for. There is nobody else I need to debate. I have had five strong debates. And have done plenty of them. He can't hide forever. At some point, he's got to get on a debate. Have you stage. told ABC put out a statement saying that uh, they want you to tell them officially by 5 o'clock today? Have you already done that? They are very aware that I've said, is Donald Trump going to be on that stage? They don't need to be asking me, they need to be asking him. If he's on that stage, I'm there.
1: She's not wrong. She's absolutely not wrong. She, even though she placed third in Iowa, what's the value of going up against DeSantis again? She doesn't win anything there. She needs to position herself as the person running against Trump, not running against DeSantis. No matter what you think of her, that's the right answer. That is absolutely the right answer. Will Trump get on a debate stage? All right, I've made the argument, and and some have disagreed with me, that he never got on the debate stage because he didn't want anything he said in debate affecting these these trials. Other people said he didn't get on the debate stage because he didn't need it. I would argue that both things could be true. I just don't uh, think you should diminish what what I'm saying here. I, I think that there is a truism to that that is very, very deep. At this stage of the game, can he avoid it? So there was a lot of talk before Iowa that the Trump team was concerned and the Trump team was worried that this would be closer than they thought. Who knows what's true and what isn't. But New Hampshire is closer. I cannot imagine that Trump feels that a debate is necessary because uh, engaging a debate at this stage, would be saying I need to go make my case as opposed to I've made my case, look at Iowa, even if New Hampshire's close, I don't care. I would assume that the roll of the dice would be towards not engaging in the debate. And that's it. That's that. That's what I'm going to go with. No, He's not getting on debate stage. If he does, first of all, There's not enough popcorn in the world. And secondly, is DeSantis on that stage? That's right. The guy who came in second in Iowa, is he on the stage? Man, politics can be a lot of fun. This is Tony Katz today. The playoff picture is set. And is it true that did, did, did Jason Kelsey retire? All right, he, he did announce it. Cuz the the uh good lord, the the Eagles just got humiliated by Tampa Bay last night. Humiliated. The they falling apart is just special. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Tampa Bay 32, Philadelphia 9. So Tampa Bay will now travel to Detroit, where they will have their second home game. And I'm telling you, I think Detroit would rather have faced Philly. This is... Baker Mayfield is playing somewhat possessed lately. That said... Uh, this is for Detroit, where you know uh, the people I know who are Detroit fans. Fingers Malloy, who I do eat, drink, smoke with, is a super fan. Guy from Saginaw has got the the lion tattoo on the arm. Long suffering Lions fan. He believes they're a year ahead of schedule. Like this should be next year, when all this was going down. But Dan Campbell has got them set. I I I if Detroit can beat Tampa Bay. I mean, going to an NFC Championship game, pretty impressive. Meanwhile, uh, Green Bay, which beat the living Sonat Sanat out of the Cowboys. The well, Cowboys, pretty sad. <laughs> um... Uh, they're uh, they're going to head over to San Francisco. They're going to head over to San Francisco, and uh, that game will then lead to the NFC Championship. I am uh, I-, I would love to see the Packers win. I'd love to see the Lions win because the idea of the Lions hosting an NFC Championship game too great. Meanwhile, the Texans are going to take on the Ravens. That could have been the Colts. <sighs> And the Chiefs at the Bills, it's the first time that Patrick Mahomes, quarterback for the Chiefs, will play in a playoff game, not in the Super Bowl, that's not at Arrowhead Stadium. That's how dominant the Chiefs have been. This is Tony Katz today. I think it was results from some sort of survey or something, not not even true votes. Well, no, no, no. this was this was
2: projected based on data and science data and, and
1: science and not actual election results. And we'll
2: have some votes of our experts explain, explain how that was decided and why it was called in the way it was later in the show. But appreciate uh, your insights. Are, and uh, you've been with us here tonight on this busy and uh, important night for everybody. Thank you so much, James. Appreciate
1: the press actually condoning. The calling of Iowa 33 minutes after the caucuses started. It's disgusting. Well, we've got a lot of science behind it. Is that right? You got a lot of science because you did some entrance polling. The argument is not whether or not Trump would have won. The argument is why would you call it? Because if the race had been called for Haley, Trump supporters would be losing their face. They'd be out of their heads. And you know I'm right. And so let me say for the record, if you are not opposed to what the media did in calling this race early, don't complain. You child. You deserve all the derision you get. I should make fun of your mother for sport. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. It's just nutty. It is just nutty that they called it early it's as nutty as these news outlets making the claim that oh we can't show uh trump's speech no 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 that would just be that would just be wrong to do i'm
3: sorry i just have to do a little bit of business just for a
1: second um at this point in the evening ah the audio on that stinks it was it was uh, Rachel Maddow saying, "Oh, uh, Trump's giving his uh, acceptance speech, but we can't we can't show that." And then it was uh, uh, Jake Tapper. I think it was uh, saying, "Hey, we'd, uh, we 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 uh, can't show you what it is Trump is, uh, is saying because oh, that would just be that would just be too you know too over the top." These things are equally disgusting. You called a race before people had sat down in their chairs, before they took off their coats, before they had their first cup of cocoa and their first donut of the night. Fox News called it. What the hell is wrong with you? The Associated Press has rules. This is not Vietnam. There are rules. To be sure, as they wrote it, to be sure, AP will not call the winner of a race before all the polls in a jurisdiction are scheduled to close. Except for this. Except in the case of Trump winning the Iowa caucuses. Well, Tony, he was going to win. There's no harm. What's the big deal? Ah, uh, allow me. Allow me to explain what is already understood in, in, in this case. It is obvious obvious that the national media wants the rematch they want Trump and they want the rematch and so they did what they could to put a thumb on the scale in order to ensure a result and if they scared five or six people away from the polls from each of these places each of these precincts where they do the caucuses not the polls the caucuses okay Now, did they? I don't know. Was that the at least objective? It's the only one that can come to mind because it's the only possible objective. Tony, what about the idea that they had the data? So they called it You wait. You wait. You wait. You act like a damn professional and you wait. And if you can't act like a damn professional, Go work at Dairy Queen. No, wait, those people are professionals. Uh, Go work at Harvard. You don't have to be a professional at Harvard. You could talk about the dirty Jews and plagiarize to your heart's content over at Harvard. Just don't misgender anybody. Ooh. You wait. They didn't wait. The only rationale to not wait is to try and put your thumb on the scale. The national media are a disgusting group of people. Thank goodness for talk radio. Thank goodness that there are places that will honestly assess a situation. You'll agree, you'll disagree, but you know you're getting the data. Can't say that about Fox. Can't say that about CNN or MSNBC or the AP or CBS or NBC or ABC. The only place I didn't see call it was Newsmax. And I equally didn't call, didn't see it happen um, from News Nation. I I didn't I didn't I didn't see it. Now now Newsmax. I specifically went to and and uh, I I didn't see it. They said other places are reporting this, but they didn't say we're calling it. I didn't check. Um, I, I didn't check News Nation. Calling it was wrong, and it's okay to say. And it's okay to know that this is clearly where media is. It's where they're at i think that's an important thing to remember it's important to remember that they have skin in the game and that's a real problem they clearly have made a call ron desantis in his speech last night somewhat addressed this (laughs) We love you too. They threw everything but the kitchen sink at us. They spent almost 50 million dollars attacking us. No one's faced that much all the way just through Iowa. They the media was against us. They were writing our obituary months ago. They even called the election before people even got a chance to vote. But they were just so excited about the fact that they were predicting uh, that we wouldn't be able uh, to get our ticket punched here out of Iowa. But I can tell you, because of your support, in spite of all of that that they threw at us, everyone against us, we've got our ticket punched out of Iowa. A couple things. Uh, First... I don't know if second place in Iowa is a ticket punched. I I I don't know if that's true. I think we gotta ask ourselves a question about that. And if your ticket is punched, may I ask to where? Trump wins Iowa with 51%, DeSantis gets 21.2%, Haley gets 19.1%. Okay? Uh, Ramaswamy with 7.7%. And Asa Hutchinson got 0.2%, 191 votes. He also dropped out of the race. I I know, I know. You're sad. Um, Where does DeSantis think that he's punched two? The next two are New Hampshire and South Carolina. Shall we take a look at New Hampshire? He's in fourth place in New Hampshire. Ramaswamy is now out of the race. He's heading to New Hampshire to endorse Donald Trump tonight. I'm telling you, Ramaswamy voters are Trump voters, so none of that goes to DeSantis. Chris Christie voters, I I mean, some of them might be uh, DeSantis voters, but at least at a half and half, they'd be Haley voters, so the spread doesn't change. So now you're third place in New Hampshire by default. Unless there's somehow a belief that you're going to overperform. Because he did overperform Iowa by five points. And Haley underperformed Iowa. The the the, the last Iowa poll had Haley um, in, in the in the twenties and she got nineteen point one. But it had DeSantis at like fifteen point something and he got twenty one. So I think it was like five and a half. So let's just call it five. Let's just call it five points. So if I look at New Hampshire, even if Haley is down three and DeSantis is up five, he still comes in third. So you're not talking about New Hampshire. Your ticket is not punched to New Hampshire. Your ticket, you mean, is punched to South Carolina. Number three on the list. In the last poll, which was the Emerson poll, Trump fifty-four, Haley twenty-five, DeSantis seven. It's the first time in the last four he's been in single digits. Seven. Trump is ahead there by twenty-nine. And by the way, uh, Trump was uh, fifty. He was fifty-two point five in the Real Clear Real Clear Politics average, and he came in at fifty-one. That's pretty good polling just as a as a as a matter of uh, give credit where it's due that's that's pretty on the ball fifty two point five and and the reality is fifty one that's that's you you can agree with that so assume that uh the the average is 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 legit everywhere assume that If your ticket is punched and there is no path to New Hampshire and you're already down this far in South Carolina, what are you punched to? I'm going to ask another question. Where's his money coming from? You understand that I want the nominee to be Ron DeSantis. I'm clear about this. I'm asking a question. Where's the money, Lebowski? By the way, how do I not have that? Of all the sound effects... That I have. Who is your daddy? I don't. By the way, that was awesome. I don't have. Where's the money, Lebowski? I don't even know how that's possible. This is the only thing I have from Big Lebowski.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man.
1: Uh, uh, Producer Jason, I need. Where's the money, Lebowski? Uh, that is that is uh, that is important. We we need that right now. Where's he getting the money? What are we all new at this? You need the money in order to move on. Where's the money coming from? Where's the money coming from? Cause I have I have absolutely no clue. Not a single clue. Or idea. So, I, 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 I leave that there. But hearing his uh, campaign manager and his team infuriated about calling it early, they are correct. Now, I spent... And, and, and by the way, it's wrong, and I think media is disgusting for doing it. Disgusting. And I'll call Fox disgusting. Uh, it, disgusting for doing it. Um, there is... They must have some theory, and I was trying to work this out last night and into this morning. Do they think that they can actually generate enough goodwill from this um, well th- this this media trying to to put the thumb on the scale for Trump and sabotage both DeSantis and Haley. They think that somehow that's going to allow them to find a new audience, find a new footing, gain some new traction. They don't actually believe that, do they? They're not going to gain traction from this. There's, There's no way. That would be nutty. I've seen stranger things happen, but I can't believe that's going to get them a new check. Ticket punched Ron DeSantis. Maybe back to Florida. That's, I'm not quite sure where else the path takes you. I'm Tony Katz and this is Tony Katz Today. So we forget we've got some elections here in Indiana that are going to be pretty interesting. Uh, the 5th district race, because Victoria Sparks is not running for re-election. Then the 6th district race, because Greg Pence is not running for re-election. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. The governor's race. In that governor's race, uh, Brad Chambers, who was the uh, former, oh, what was he? He was Secretary of Commerce, right? Ran the IEDC. They reported that he has raised $8.5 million over the past four months. Ending the campaign with $2.9 million in cash on hand. Didn't he put his own money in too? Like, does that? See, it says raised. I don't think that includes his own money because Brad Chambers has got, he's got some, I believe uh, the expression amongst the kid folk is loot. He's got some loot. Possibly some scratch, maybe some quan. The guys got a ducat or two. I thought that's that's something else. That is a fair amount of money. And then every, everybody's writing this dude's obituary. Uh, Todd Rokita, the Attorney General, for immediate release. Todd Rakita to file for reelection with nearly 1.1 million cash on hand. He's he's got a million in the bank. Oh my! Now a lot of people writing as I said the obituary. He's he's in this fight uh, regarding ethics. Is he going to lose his law license? For a day, a week, a, a month, a suspension, and that's going to mean that's the end of him being attorney general, and the party isn't going to want anything to do with him. I don't know if that's going to happen in terms of he is he going to have this this issue with uh, uh, a a level of ethics with with the Indiana Supreme Court? They feel that he he violated an agreement uh, that they made. I, I I don't know if that's going to lead to a, a suspension. He was he was on. Um, uh, my, my show, uh, was was he on midday or was he on morning? I don't remember. And he was throwing fire. He was throwing fire. He didn't seem too worried about it. He doesn't he's he's announcing the re-election. I got the money, let's go. He doesn't sound too worried about it. So the AG race, the governor's race, these two congressional districts, and then you've got of course the eighth congressional district. The third, it's going to be an interesting year in Indiana. Find it all at TonyCats.com tomorrow, everyone.
0: Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba da ba ba ba. They're participating in McDonald's for a limited time.